and shit. I got the number one record, they acknowledge the G. They going crazy when they play a head bobbing and shit. And I'm just someone fucked up thinking about my father and shit. They found him dead a couple days before I started to the same day. I flew back to the city from Miami. I was out there with the fam just looking at my door. Thinking to myself, like, damn, my baby looks just like my dad. Same time, I got the news, my shit went number one, that's fucked up. That shit that was confusing a little bit. You know I flew in with the stick. Okay, like, let me know what's up before I lose it in this bitch. And everybody trying to talk, I ain't trying to talk, I'm trying to click. I'm trying to send somebody with Somebody let me know what's happening. I last them KRK Kirk. You know I rock behind my dad. You know I never gave a fuck about the words, just about my family. How the fuck I make it to the top? The same day I lost the nigga that had me. I nigga perform on BET in a year ago, couldn't afford a sound. I had to move in with TG when I went broke, moving out the cash. You know about smiling every day for all your fans, act like you happy. I spent a hundred thousand, laying my daddy the rest, but I ain't brag. I got some questions, I'ma die about respect if I don't get asked. My mama stood up in the chest, took it like a G when she had cancer. My brother be thinking that we don't love him, let him struggle like we ain't fans. Like I won't give up all I got to see you happy, nigga. We shot the world, everybody know what's happening, nigga. I'm still a John John yeah, that's an intro for you right there. That's the baby's intro off the new album, Kurt. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, of course, you know that the album is named after his dad who passed away, as you heard in the intro. So, of course, you know that hits home to me very hard. Um, and it just shows the perseverance that he got. You know, um, his album on the the Breakfast Club interview. I mean, it said it said a lot, man. When he went on the Breakfast Club, he was having to do all types of stuff while he was still grieving. And um, you know, just a lot of things going on, man. It it was uh, it, it was very um. Like I said, it, it it hit close to home, man. It hit close to home. But what, like I said, we'll get into the baby in a little bit. Um, welcome back. You got it. Episode ten. Uh, had to take a little break last week. Had some technical difficulties going on. But we back, baby. Okay. Want to give a shout out to all my listeners. Shout out to all my Anchor listeners. Shout out to all my Spotify listeners. Shout out to everybody, wherever you tuning in from. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for still tuning in. <clears throat> we still on this podcast journey. Still still enjoying uh, where it's taking me and, and how it's allowing me to express myself in different ways. And I'm I'm not ready. Like I said, I'm not ready to to kind of start putting this out there on multiple platforms. Just not yet. I I did actually have one of my partners. He 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 did want me to uh, interview him. Hobbs, you know, Pittsburgh rapper, top Pittsburgh rapper actually. Um, the J Cole with the Berg, and he got a new album coming out. And he kind of wanted to talk about it on the podcast. What I kind of said to him is that, you know, I, I, we can definitely do the interview, but I ain't really trying to, uh, you know what I mean, broadcast the interview yet. So, I don't know. Maybe I need to Maybe I need to change the way I'm looking at things. And, um, you know, kind of put it out there like how he wants to do it. But we'll see. I, I, I'm not sure yet. It's still up in the air right now. 
Um, but I appreciate him, you know, reaching out, and, and I'm definitely willing to to um, to do the interview, man. I think it would be dope. You know what I mean? I think he got a lot of things on the horizon. Um, with the modern vintage clothing, um, he got some ideas. He got the music coming out. So you know, I mean, it it would be a dope interview. So I'm definitely open to the idea. So we'll we'll see how it goes from there. Um, a lot of music came out this past week, or past week and a half, so to speak. Starting with the baby's album, as you just heard, the intro. The intro was definitely uh, uh like I said, that song touches me in a different way. And the baby went on the Breakfast Club. He did an interview and he spoke about all the things that were going on when. When his song went number one, and how his dad had passed away, when he had went number one, and and how all the things that he had to do while he was, you know, grieving and on tour and all that stuff. And the song, I believe, was uh. Going baby, it wasn't. It wasn't sure. It wasn't that, but you know, it just goes to show you that man, man. Even these artists, they're human beings. Like they're they're real people. I know we we look at them, you know, as as somewhat different, and it, it kind of goes back to to what Nicki Minaj was saying about, you know, yeah, she can get cyberbullied. Yes, she's Nicki Minaj. Yes, she's still, you know one of the more famous people on this earth. But at the same time, if you get a lot of people talking about you, it's going to affect you. So this 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 whole thing with the baby and him having to fly back and forth from shows, the funerals, and, and the meeting family members he never met before, and paying for flights to get to his dad's funeral, it just goes to show you that these artists are human beings, man. And we've got to we've got to continue to treat them as such, man. I mean, they they are entertaining the world. We appreciate what they do, but we also have to acknowledge that they're just regular people, just like we are. They're just very talented. And so, um, but the baby his album, yeah, it, it was it was pretty good, man. I mean, it it was pre- rather short. I want to say it's not even, yeah, it's about thirty five minutes. Um, but the songs, very good. The intro is, is, is a new vibe. Well, vibes is also another banger. I think that's going to be the single. The intro was, was, was official vibes. iPhone with, with, uh, Nicki Minaj was definitely another, another banger on there. Um, there you go, which is my favorite song on the album. Um, probably her was, is a dope street anthem. And so that that was a dope rap, but yeah, the album real good, man. The album real good. It's it's a it's an easy listen. Like I said, not too long, thirty five minutes. You know, not not bad, man. Not a bad album. I think he sold one hundred and forty seven units. So album ended up going number one. And shout out to the baby, man. I like what he's doing out of North Carolina. Ain't too many rappers coming out of North Carolina. 
Um, but he definitely put North Carolina on the map. So shout out to the baby, man. Uh, keep pushing, man. And he's and he's and he's a good dude to follow on social media. I don't know if you follow him or not, but if you is, he's a good dude to follow on social media. He um he's very people friendly. Very people friendly. If you follow him, you see he always interacts with everybody. He shows love to all the fans. Um, yeah, he, he's a people person, man. I like him. I like the baby a lot. So shout out to him. Uh, we had Young and May's album come out. And I didn't get all the way through Young and May's album. And you know what? Let me Let me go ahead and just apologize to Young and May. Because I've talked about female rappers, and I've talked about all my favorite female rappers, Nikki, Cardi, Remy, Dage Loaf. And, I, and I've never mentioned Young and May. And then when I come back to think about it, she she definitely top five female rappers. And, and her album, her story in the making, just confirmed that to me. Like the bars that she got on the tracks that I listened to so far, are out of control. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the fact that she's independent, She this is her first album, she kind of drops when she drops, she puts out, you know what I mean, singles here and there. You kind of you kind of forget about her a little bit. But then when the music comes out, yeah, she's killing it. She's killing it. She went on Funk Flex, and she, she did the So Brooklyn Challenge, and she killed it. It's like, I, I, I've never heard a bad young M.A. rap before. Everything I've ever heard her on, she's eating it up. She did the Thought Box remix uh, for Youngberg, the Hitmaker joint. She killed that. Like, I mean, the album, like I said before, I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but what I've heard has been very good. The intro to No Mercy was, was official. Big, her single, Petty Wop. Stubborn Ass was was definitely, I think, my favorite jam that I've heard so far. But I'm still, you know, I'm still getting to it. But I, it's time to, it's time to start acknowledging Young and May. And you know what I mean. Giving her her flowers while she's still here. I mean, she did have that song. Uh, <clears throat> what was it called? It called Stephanie. I call her Hefany. Ooh. Oh, that was ooh. Yeah, that was come on, that was a cloud banger. You know what I mean? That song was probably the best song of twenty seventeen. Everybody remixed it. People went in on it. Um and it kinda kinda really put her on the map. But like I said, that was twenty seventeen, so it's been a while since she's since she's kinda, you know, dropped a body of work. And yeah, man, I just want to apologize to Young and May, man. I was I I I wasn't sleeping on you. I just I just kind of had forgot about you. So, but you you've you've waking me back back up again. And her story in the making so far for me is a dope body of work. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of the album. And yeah, salute salute to Young and May. Okay. Uh, Kevin Gates dropped the I'm Him album. He dropped yeah, a lot of music, a lot of music, man. I mean, and this ain't a music podcast, but we we gonna get to the we gonna get to it though. 
But a lot of music, man. Um, I'm him, Kevin Gates dropped. So far, a nice body of work. Facts, the single that he dropped it is so far the, you know, so far the best jam that I heard. Uh, Say It Twice, Walls Talking. Those are those are also good good uh songs. The intro I mean the intro for every album is important, man. And I think Meek Mill with his uh Dreams of Nightmare intro, he, he kinda he kinda lets you know that an intro could be something that, that is timeless music. And so you know, I think a lot of these, these other artists are, are starting to realize that the intro is, is very important and that's something that, that can be played. Because a lot of intros that I've heard from a lot of albums, even Young Thugs, um, I think Ross's intro, Jeezy's, like they starting to, you know what I mean? These intros are starting to get a lot more, a lot more uh, dope, man. They get they getting a lot doper. Um, yeah, but but I'm him, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates is actually going to be in the city next week uh, with the I'm him tour. I'm not sure who he's going on tour with, but I may go check it out. Um. It's a Saturday. Usually I got a lot of stuff to do on Saturday. But, yeah, there's a lot of potential for me to check that out. But the album so far, good body of work. Still got some more stuff I got to listen to. But good body of work so far. Shout out to Gates. And, 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 you know, Gates is another one of those artists that he should be bigger than what he is. I think his his uh first week sales was I think seventy one thousand. First week for Gates, you know what I mean for him. That's pretty big. I mean he's he's under the radar artist, and you know usually them artists be doing like twenty thirty forty thousand. He did seventy one. That's a good that's a good uh, it's a good opening week for him. So shout out to Gates. Uh, we also had Summer Walker drop her album. Haven't heard it yet, but I know it had all the females in their feelings, and you know the the uh, it's basically got a good good reception. People are, are receiving the album very well. Um, she got jams on there with Janae Iko, which is supposed to be, you know, a crazy jam. A Boogie Party Next Door, who's been who's been uh, kind of very quiet as of late. Um, she got. Records with Black, Usher. The Black record is is pretty official. I did hear that. She got a jam with Bryson Tiller. Who, man, you know what? Bryson Tiller has been very quiet as of late, man. He hasn't really, he's been under the radar. So I hope he he working on something that's going to be, you know, very official. I hope he working on something something that we looking forward to hearing because he's been very quiet. But, uh, yeah, Summer Walker. Definitely trying to get to that album. I know it's I know it's very dope, but the females are loving it. Uh Sabrina Claudio dropped. Um Her Her is a pretty good album. I know there's a lot of people, black people that want to cancel her, but uh the music speaks for itself. So, you know. Chris Brown dropped okay, now Chris Brown dropped another ten jams on the Indigo album. I listened to about nine of them. And once again, we get back to Chris Brown being that dude. Man. It's, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't take nothing from him. You can't take nothing from him. The man can make music. 
It's that simple. Like when it come down to it, he can make music. And I believe that out of those 10 jams, um, Overtime was good. Uh, Nosedive with Danny Lay was good. Flashbacks, um, going at it. I mean, those jams, I mean, they were they were pretty official. And then it goes right back into the regular Indigo album. So once again, Chris Brown puts a body of work together that's over 40 songs that almost every, like pretty much every song is official. Ain't too many artists that can do that. Michael Jackson can't do that, man. He can't make a body of work with 40 songs. That's good. Chris Brown's two last bodies of works have been a combined 80 songs. And I'll say 75 of them, 76, no, probably 80 songs are all good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to put together two bodies of work over 40 songs apiece and over 90% of the songs be good. Everybody just can't do that, man. I mean, you, you just can't. It's just, it's. I, I don't really know how else to put it, but everybody can't do that. Still, still um, having flashbacks to that Chris Brown concert. Man, do I wish I could go back. Because that thing was so lit. It didn't even make no sense, man. I mean, the man, man, did he put on a show. <laughs> man, did he put on a show. Man, I love Chris Brown. What a what a guy. Um We got the BET Hip Hop Awards coming up. Okay. Little Duval is hosting. And I I do like that. I do like the fact that he is hosting the awards show. Um of course Duval is one of the top entertainers out here. And I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to it. Okay, I'm looking forward to the album or to the uh, award show. I'm sorry. I've been, I've been talking about so much music that I had to forget. I went on to the show. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Haven't seen the nominations yet for the show, but I mean, BT Awards usually. You know what I mean? They've been keeping a lot of information under the wraps, even the ciphers. Which BET is known for. Um, nobody's even, you know what I mean. Nobody's even talked about those as of right now, so we don't know who's doing the ciphers. We don't know, you know what I mean. We don't really know too much about what's going on, as far as the award show. But I will say this though: it is in Atlanta. Lil Duval is gonna be the one. You know what I mean? He's the one doing that thing. And, you know, Atlanta has been the hotbed for music for, shoot, I want to say about 15, 20 years. Atlanta been, you know what I mean? New York, of course, New York is the mecca of hip-hop. But Atlanta been been on top for a while. Atlanta been on top for a while. So, I mean, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to it. So, I guess there, there's a comedian cipher. Um... It's going to have Little Duval, probably Chico Bean, uh, Carlos Miller, you know what I mean, which probably should be pretty funny. Um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to it, man. Little Kim's going to be performing. Uh, she's bringing Junior Mafia out for the Legacy performance. So and and I know since it's in Atlanta, I know the Atlanta artist is coming out, man. Ludacris, um, Little John. 
you already know that they about to come out and do their thing. So, imagine that. Imagine, dang it, and that's something that I need to be at, man. Man, that's something that I need to be at. I need to be in Atlanta for the BET Awards. That's something I need to be at. I believe it comes on Tuesday. I believe the award show was on the 5th. I believe the uh, it airs on TV, I believe, tomorrow. So, uh, Meg Thee Stallion is going to be on there. And, sh- and shout out to Meg Thee Stallion, man. She's been... I'm just now starting to pay attention to her, and I know that people have been talking about her crazy, and I'm just now starting to pay attention to her, but she she said she appears to be the next female in line to be on top. Um, I like the song she got with the baby. You know, that jam is official. Um, she got a couple other jams that, you know what I mean, people are, people are, are messing with. And shout out to her, but I, it appears as if she's next in line. After Cardi... It looks like Meg's the next one. So I'm uh I'm looking forward to watching her her develop into this next this next female superstar. Um I know Saweetie is supposed to be up there, you know, Quavo's girl, she's supposed to be up there too, but I think Meg is kinda taking her over right now. So but um if they doing if they doing a, a tribute with Lil' Kim and Junior Mafia, that's gonna be lit. That that's gonna be super lit. I can't wait. I can't wait to uh to see that because I mean Lil Kim we all know is an icon legend. She's probably the pioneer of a lot of this female rap. Her Queen Latifah, MC Light. Um, but you know the, Lil Kim definitely took the females rapping about what they want to a different level. Um, which is kind of you know what I mean. Why? How all the females are rapping nowadays? You know what I mean? Telling men about what they want, what they what they want them to do, and things like that. Um, in a very explicit nature, okay, <laughs> in a very explicit nature, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. So we got uh, we got that coming on. Like I said, I believe tomorrow. Which is Tuesday, I believe the awards airs on BET. But I'm looking forward to it. Little Duval hosting is probably the best, probably the best idea BET could have came up with. Because I'm trying to think. Wait a minute, I think Snoop might have hosted last year though. Yeah, I, I, eh, I think Snoop might have hosted last year. I think I'm not sure. But I'm looking forward to it. I I wish I was able to go, but you know, a brother is poverty stricken. Um, but you know, and I and I hope. And this is the thing is I is, you know as much as you know, hip hop artists don't like the Grammys, and we don't show up to that because we feel as if we always get done dirty uh, at the Grammys. I hope I, I hope that most of the artists that are receiving awards are actually at the show. Um, you know, in the words that they say, don't go where you are tolerated, go where you're celebrated. So as hip-hop artists, if you don't want to go to the Grammys because, you know what I mean, you're not celebrated there, you definitely should be at the BET Awards. 
That's an automatic. You should be at the BET Awards. That's where you're getting celebrated at. So you should be there. Um, really looking forward to that. So I want to see if Duval, I mean, I know Lil Duval going to act a fool, man. Shout out to Lil Duval. But he he's definitely that dude. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I kind of want to... Um, Get on to this none of the week because it kind of goes into a you know a topic that I kind of want to talk about. Um, but the no no, <clears throat> I got something in my throat. The no no of the week, and I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to give this dude the no no of the week, but I kind of have to. The no no of the week goes to. Um, I'm trying to think of what the guy's name is. I can't. The 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 person that Amber uh, Geiger, the police officer from Dallas, killed. The no-no of the week is going to the brother of the man that got killed in the Amber Geiger case. Um, his name is is slipping my mind right now. I don't know. I don't know why. But uh, hey, what is his name? Botham Botham John. That's that's my hey man. His name was his name was slipping my mind. I had a brain freeze just now. Um, Botham Jean. The no no is going to his brother. Um. And and I didn't want to do this because I feel I feel some I mean I feel some type of way about doing this, but the fact of the matter is that what he did is is just is out of control. Okay, this woman, this police officer, Amber Gagger, uh, goes into oh well, I don't know if you got let's go into the backstory first because we'll get to the no no we'll go into the backstory because I did want to talk about this. The backstory is uh, is Amber Gaggers, Dallas police officer. She is not paying attention. She walks into Botham John Jean. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Botham John's apartment, and as he's sitting on his couch eating ice cream, watching a movie, minding his business in his apartment, she proceeds to pull out a gun and shoot him dead. Okay, mind you, she's in his apartment. It comes to find out that she was sexting, texting on the phone sexually and was not paying attention, got off on the wrong floor of her apartment building and went into the wrong apartment. Now, ain't that something? Ain't that whistling Dixie? So because you are not paying attention... An innocent man lost his life. So that's kind of the backstory. Let's fast forward. She goes to trial. She gets convicted for murder, which was very surprising to a lot of people because a lot of police officers usually kind of get off. Um, so we'll take it as a as a as a little win, as a minor win for, you know, for uh. For the movement, we'll take it. We'll take it as a as a matter when for the movement. But um, yeah, she she was she was uh, 
She was convicted. Um, given 10 years, I believe. Uh, eligible for parole after five. Very, very, very light sentence. Very, very light sentence for killing an innocent man. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit after I get this nano out of the week. There's nano out the way. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so the no-no is going to the brother. The reason why the no-no is going to the brother is because after the verdict is read, Botham's brother gets up. He states he forgives her, wants the best for her. He doesn't want her in jail. Um, he wants to give her the life of Christ. I mean, like, the whole thing was crazy. Like, I, I mean, I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. Uh, and then asked if he can hug Amber Gagger. Alrighty. Okay, so, so, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm giving him the note of the week because... Like, what are you doing, bruh? Like, what are you doing? This woman just killed your brother in cold blood. Innocent. You know what I mean? Innocent person sitting there chilling. And he just killed your brother. And you're just okay with that. Like, you're just okay with that. And I understand, you know what I mean? Forgiveness. And, and you know, you're supposed to do that in order to, 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 to grieve and to move forward and things of that nature. But, bruh, it's too soon, man. It's way too soon. She just got convicted. And you're sitting here trying to trying to hug her and and like I, I don't know what you're doing man you know what I mean I don't know what you're doing now granted it's not my place to tell you how to grieve or or how to move forward from a situation uh, that traumatic so um yes I yeah I don't and, and you know what the no-no is not only going to the brother. The no-no is going to the judge who came off the court, off the stand to come down and hug the same person that just killed somebody. And, and the police officer that is fixing her hair. I mean, the no-no goes to all three of y'all. Okay? So now it looks like she's the victim. She's getting all type of sympathy from people when she's the one that went in and killed an innocent person. So the no-no... The no-no is going... To her, or, or I mean, not the. Well, no, she gets a no no too, but the no no is going is going to uh, the judge, Botham Jean's brother, and the uh, police officer that was in the in the courtroom as well. I've never seen nothing like that before, but the no no goes to all of y'all, and this is I can't go for it, man. Extended version, but yes, that the no no goes to all all of them. Okay, I've never seen nothing like that. I, I don't understand it. Um, it's it's rather confusing. Rather rather confusing, but I mean, it, you know, 
she did get convicted, so I, I am happy about that. Um, it's it like I said, it's a matter when it, it's a matter when, okay, uh, yeah, it's a it's a matter when for the movement. So we'll take it. She did get convicted. I don't, I mean, the sentence, man, the sentence, sentence was not good, man. There are people serving longer sentences than, than 10 years, five after parole for selling marijuana. Um, you know, people that are, that are serving longer than that, just for, you know what I mean? For like little petty crimes. Okay. And this woman gets... 10 years which is I mean it's ridiculous man there's a meme going around that said this guy shot a police dog he got sentenced to 45 years he got more time for killing a dog than this lady did for killing an innocent man I mean 10 years is not a lot of time man five and after five you get you get parole like it's not it's it's not a lot, man. It's not a lot. Um I don't know, man. As far as, you know, him hugging and showing the empathy that I know if for a fact that if the roles were reversed, she wouldn't have been hugging him. It just goes to show you that like the heart that black people have. You know what I mean? We we are sometimes way too forgiving of people that have done us wrong. You know? So, it just kind of goes to show. But I uh, I wish that family nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing but peace and and, and health and, and prosperity moving forward because they, you know, the, the innocent man was taken and... You know, it's just it's it's very hard to deal with. So I'm sure that you know the rest of the family does not echo what the brother, you know what I mean, is echoing as far as the forgiveness. But you know, I mean, it's tough, man. It's very tough. I can't imagine being in being in that in that situation. Um, but it, you know, it, but let let's kind of talk about forgiveness here for a second. They say that you are supposed to forgive because it allows you to move forward in the process. Um, And you know what I mean? As far as healing. So. Is forgiveness healthy for you? I'm going to say, yes, it is healthy. Uh, Is it something that I am... Let's see, is it something that I'm like a super duper advocate of? It depends. It depends on what I'm forgiving you for. You know what I mean? It depends on what I'm forgiving you for. Um, If you, you know, I don't don't know, say you're my friend and you, I don't know, do something, I don't know, something weird or something like eat my ice cream or something like that. 
you know, I'm, yes, I'm going to forgive you. It's not a problem. Not a big deal. Cool. You know, you got it. Not a big deal. Uh, I have nothing, you know what I mean? I, I have nothing to harbor. I have nothing, nothing crazy, no no crazy feelings to harbor if you do something like that. Uh, if you're my friend, then you step on my shoe. Yeah, I'm forgiving you. No problem. N- not a problem. Now, if you're... If you're even a, if you're even somebody I don't know, and you bump me, um, yes, I'm gonna forgive you. Not a problem. You know what I mean? Excuse me. Oh, sorry. You, you know, not a problem. Not a problem. If you are an innocent person, and you kill somebody that I know, no, I'm not forgiving you. All right. It's, I mean, at least not right away. I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna forgive you at some point, but not right away for sure. Hex no. It it kind of goes back into the the whole thing with the exonerated five Central Park Five. Um, when they asked Corey if he forgave the uh, the cop that put him in in the jail, and he said no. It's you know what I mean. No, you ain't like we talked about this last week. You know what I mean. But the fact that. You know, Botham James' brother was able to forgive her that fast. I think is somewhat, I want to say, disturbing, man, because it makes me question his mental health. It makes me question where he's at mentally, to the point where, like, he was able to forgive her that quickly. Like, is he brainwashed? I mean, is is like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And I understand the Bible says that you are supposed to forgive people and, you know, everybody sins and you're supposed to forgive them for their sins and et cetera, et cetera. But, man, if if the roles were reversed, I do not believe that that's how it would have been. So that that is all I'm going to say about that. Um... Like I said, I want to send my condolences to the family. And I want to definitely, I want to send my prayers out to the brother, man. And and he needs to go get his mental health checked out because something ain't right. Like to be forgiven and giving her a hug in the courtroom right after she just got convicted of killing your brother for no reason. Something ain't right, man. Okay. And then the new developing story is that the man that lived across the hall from Botham Jean that testified against Amber Gagger, he was murdered, okay? And this is a couple days after the verdict. Now, a lot of people, you know, the word on the street is that they are, they believe that this man was assassinated because he told on the police officer. So there's no, there is no, um, there is like no information on his killer or anything like that as of right now, but there's a lot of sentiment that people believe it was a hit. People believe it was a hit um, because he testified against a police officer. So that that is kind of you know a lot of people believe that that's that's exactly what what happened. Um, like. Yeah, it's tough, man. And now they're offering a hundred thousand to the reward to find the killers. Like this man dies and nobody knows nothing. <laughs> okay. 
nobody knows anything. So we will, you know, we'll see where that story goes. But, yeah, the guy was basically gunned down, man. And nobody knows why. But it it is very ironic that right after he testified, he gets killed. So, I mean, you know, people are, people want answers. All right? People want answers. And, and I hope they get them sooner than later. Uh, kind of want to switch lanes. Um, cause enough of that, 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 that whole topic is, is a lot, is a lot to deal with. So we're going to switch it up to the, uh, the fair pay to pay, the fair play to pay act, man, since I ain't potted in like a week, I'm my, my, uh, my verbiage is having some problems, man. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm having some problems cause I haven't potted in a week, man. But I've, you know, I've had some, had some issues going on where, which did not allow me to pod and, I maybe should be having some lingering effects from those from those issues. So, if this episode is a little choppy, uh, a little sloppy, excuse you know, excuse me, but we'll, we'll we'll definitely get back on point, man. We'll definitely get back on point next week. But I got to get back to get used to potting again, man. You know what I mean? It's been so so long of a break for me. I'm usually giving y'all an episode once a week. And, you know, this is, she's the last episode was, I don't even know, that might have been, what, two weeks ago. So, I got to get, you know, get back into my my potting groove. Um, but, yeah, the Fair Play to Pay Act was signed by the governor of California. Um, big win for the players. Big win for the people. I know there's a lot of people that aren't too happy about the the signing of this bill but I mean I think it's what's best for people does it does it kind of taint uh college sports I don't think so um I think it's I think it's a, a wonderful thing, man. It, it allows these 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 people to make money, you know, off their name, you know, because you have someone like like LeBron James, who's had he went to college, you know, with his mom being a, a single mother, had he went to college, he would have generated millions of dollars and wouldn't have seen a dime. So. You know, a lot of people, you know what I mean, think that this may be a start to something bigger. And I'm here for it, man. You know, I'm here for it. I'm glad that the governor of California was not, Gavin Newsom is his name. He was not um, afraid to set the bar. You know, he was not afraid to be a trendsetter. And that that's kind of what you need in this day and age is somebody that's not afraid to push the envelope. So, uh, I like it, man. I like it. So I'm looking forward to see how that's going to work out in California. I believe it'll, it'll send a lot more recruits to UCLA, USC. Uh, what are the other colleges out in Cal, Cal, San Diego state, They'll probably get a lot more of the big recruits. That's how I'm feeling. Um, 
but like and the the bill was signed on LeBron's show to shop uh on his uninterrupted, you know, uninterrupted show and yeah, man, once again LeBron is at the is is at the forefront of big things going on, man. Like this man can do no wrong. <laughs> this man can do no wrong, man. And a lot of people think that this is going to damage the NCAA. I don't believe so. Um like I, I yeah, I don't believe it, man. I don't see any reason why this is gonna damage the NCAA. They're still going to be making the the NCAA is a billion dollar you know, NCAA sports is a billion dollar industry. For a couple special people, athletes, you know, quarterbacks, uh basketball players, running backs, receiver, you know, for them to be able to make some money and generate maybe a couple hundred thousand is not going to dent the NCAA's pockets not one bit. It's not going to affect them that one bit. So, like, I just don't, I don't see any reason why people would be mad about this, um, other than the fact that you just don't want people to, to, to benefit from their name. You know, and I don't see any reason for that. Why do you have to be a professional to benefit from your name? So, um, it looks like Florida may be next in line to attempt to to get this bill passed as well, which is big for Florida. Which is big for you know for Florida because they have some of the biggest, biggest uh, colleges down there. You know, with the Hurricanes, Miami, Florida State, Florida, like they get they get some of the top athletes. They definitely get some of the top athletes. Um, Pennsylvania, I think, is trying to follow follow in the footsteps too, as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like California, I mean, he was not afraid to set the bar. He was not afraid to set the bar, and now others are following suit. And I think it's only right. Uh, so shout out to Gavin Newsom for for uh, changing the narrative, man. And once again, shout out to LeBron for for being at the forefront of all this change, man. You know, being at the forefront of all this change. Speaking of LeBron, I did see the the preseason game. The NBA preseason started, so I did see the game. Um, with him and Anthony Davis on the same team, and boy oh boy, did that Lakers team look unstoppable. Okay, Anthony Davis is top five player in the league. He might be the second best player in the league behind LeBron. So all that Kawhi. Paul George stuff. I mean, it sounds good on paper and it looks good on paper, but neither Kawhi Leonard or Paul George can watch a six foot eleven guard named Anthony Davis. So they're gonna have a problem, and neither one of those people, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, can watch LeBron James. So they're gonna have a problem. Now on the other, on the on the flip side, Anthony Davis can watch both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. LeBron James can watch both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So there is, you know, there is a. It's going to be fun to watch. Put it to you that way. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to the NBA this year. It's going to be fun to watch. But I, I don't want to skip past this topic. I did have this topic on here um, that I did want to talk about. It, it's about a, a five-star basketball recruit visiting um, Howard University, which is uh, an HBCU. And the reason why that's such a big deal is because 
you don't really get top recruits to go to black colleges. Now the thing about it is the the, the thing about it is that like HBCUs or or great colleges, people love to go to them. Um, a lot of famous people come from HBCUs. Not a lot of famous athletes come from HBCUs, but you know we th- there have been some famous athletes that that have come from, you know Howard. Um, I'm trying to think with the uh, North Carolina A and T, Grambling. You know what I mean. So there have been there have been some some athletes that have come from black colleges. Um, they but they've never been top recruits. Now. The big thing about a top recruit going to an HBCU is the amount of money it will generate to that HBCU. Okay, and like, well, just for example, can you imagine if Zion Williamson would have went to Howard? Like, how much that would have put Howard on the map? Like, can you imagine that? Like, think about that. Zion Williamson, the biggest story in NCAA basketball last year, is at a black school. Like, the, the amount of, like, what goes into happening from something like that, money generated, uh, yeah, man, imagine that. So, so basically, I'm waiting to see the first big name recruit to attend a black school and just to see how much it's going to change things. Uh, I believe Jamel Hill wrote an article about why top recruits should attend HBCUs. Um, I haven't, haven't really read the article. I'm going to get to the article this week, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I think it's something that should start happening. Is is it something that should start happening? Um, but so there was not only one one five star recruit. There was two five star recruits uh, that are going to visit Howard. Now, like, just think about it, man. Think about like athletes, young college athletes. They have a lot of power, man. They have a lot of power. You know, they kind of can sway, you know, where the money kind of goes. You know what I mean? So, it if you, you know, if you're a top recruit, you go to Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Arizona, you know what I mean, schools like that. What happens is your schools get the TV contracts and the money goes to the school. Because everybody wants to watch you play. So... Imagine one of those athletes going to a black school and then the amount of money that will be generated going to that black school will be astronomical. So the fact that two five-star recruits uh, went to visit Howard is a big deal. You know, it's it's a very big deal. Uh, hopefully it's something that, that continues to happen. Um, I would like to see it because at the end of the day, it don't really matter. When you're that good, it does not matter what school you go to. You're going to the NBA regardless. 
You know, like it, it doesn't matter. You're going to the NBA regardless. Okay? So, it, it makes no, you know what I mean? It makes no difference. And the recruits' names were Josh Christopher and Maker Maker, who are currently ranked 12th and 10th, respectively, on ESPN's top 100 uh, college basketball recruiting list. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, shout out to them. Hopefully they, they make it happen. And I don't think they'll receive any negative backlash for going to going to Howard. Why would they? They would actually, once again, they would be actually the pioneers to do something different. And because at the end of the day, both of those dudes are probably going to the NFL or NBA. So, you know, why not go for it, man? Go for it and be a trendsetter. Um... But as I stated before, NBA preseason, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I just kind of want to touch base on that, the, those recruits that were visiting Howard and kind of want to get kind of wanted to get that in there a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit more next week. Um, like I said, I, I have got to get my podcast legs back underneath me, but We'll definitely talk about that a little bit more next week. I'm going to go through the article with Jamel Hill wrote and see what's going on with that. But I do like the fact that they're even they're. I just like the fact that they're even going to visit the schools. So I do like that. Um, back to the NBA, though. NBA preseason. Lakers look very good. They beat the brakes out of Golden State. And Golden State opened their new arena that night. Granted, it was a preseason game. But the fact of the matter is that Golden State is trash. Without KD, they're not going to do anything. Yes, they have D'Angelo Russell, and I like D'Angelo Russell because he played for my Brooklyn Nets last year and took us to the playoffs. So I'm I'm definitely a fan of D'Angelo Russell. I thought he was nice coming out of Ohio State. Um, he's nice in the league. He's a special talent. But there's a difference between Kevin Durant and D'Angelo Russell. Steph is still going to be Steph. Draymond is still going to be Draymond. Clay is out for a little bit. So I, I just can't see the I – I, me personally don't have the Warriors in the playoffs next year. I don't have them in the playoffs. I have the Pelicans in the playoffs, but I do not have the Warriors in the playoffs. Uh, the West is going to be – the West is going to be a crazy conference. Um, you got the Lakers. You got the Clippers. You got the Nuggets who are getting Michael Porter Jr. to add on to a team that won 50-something games last year. Um, you got the Trailblazers, who got Hassan Whiteside. Um, you got the Rockets, who got Russell Westbrook and James. Um, you got the Pelicans, that got Lonzo, B.I., Zion, J.J. Redick. You got the Spurs, who are always solid. You can't never really, can't never really count them out. Um, you got the Jazz. Utah, who who had a very good offseason with Mike Conley coming to them. And, you know, they still got uh, Donovan Mitchell. And you got the Sacramento Kings, who are, on the, who are on the rise, who have Darren Fox, Bagley, who are a year, you know what I mean, a year stronger, a year smarter NBA. Um, they signed some free agents, too, Bogdanovich. Uh, yeah, and then and then you got the Warriors. It's like, and then you have the Warriors. I just named all those teams, and then I got the Golden State. 
So I, I just don't see Golden State making the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if that's a little disrespectful or not. I don't really know. I just know that they won a bunch of championships, but they won them because they got two of them because of Kevin Durant. The other one they got was because LeBron was playing with Matthew Della Vadova as his sidekick, and he still took them six games. And the one they lost, I mean, they couldn't beat LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they did all that to beat LeBron. They brought KD in just to beat LeBron because he beat them by himself and would have beat them in back-to-back years had Kyrie not got hurt. So, I mean, I just, I mean, yeah, they, you know, they score a lot of points, but when the playoffs comes, they're not doing anything. I like the Rockets better than I like the Warriors. I like the Trailblazers better than I like the Warriors because I think Damian Lillard and CJ got something to say this year. Although they had something to say last year, but I think that they're you know they're still taking more steps. Um, in the East, I like the Nets, man. I like what they did by bringing in Kyrie and KD. Um, the Nets are my team, so you know how that is. But I think Kyrie takes keeps us in the playoffs this year. Um, I think if we can get KD back around playoff time, then I mean who knows, man? Who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, the 76ers still look strong with Joel Embiid still being there. The Celtics, uh, they lost Al Horford and they lost Kyrie. And and all they picked up was Kimba Walker. So I can't really see them doing anything. I mean, of course, they'll make the playoffs in the East. East is, is not really a, a you know good division. Um, but NBA, I'm, I'm real excited, man. I'm real excited about the NBA this year. But... I just don't I just don't know how anybody is beating LeBron James and Anthony Davis, man. I just I don't know. I don't see I don't see how it happens. Um especially and they gotta inspire Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard looked inspired the other night. He looked real inspired. He looks in he, he looks like he's in great shape. And if they can get Dwight Howard from four or five years ago, rim protector, finisher at the rim. Uh, rebounder, paint presence. Yeah, man, I mean, they're looking good because then that pushes Anthony Davis to the four. So then you really got a problem. You got Twin Towers back there with LeBron, Danny Green on defense, Avery Bradley on defense. Uh, You got Kyle Kuzma. Like, they look, man, somehow they went from not having nobody to completely loading up. Um, So it's going to be fun to watch. Opening night, I believe, is, is a week or two from now. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I can't wait. Also, college basketball is on the horizon. Looking forward to that. That's actually my favorite sport to watch is uh, NCAA basketball. Um, men and women's, actually. But, um, yeah, so we're getting into that time right now. And, oh, and let me shout out to uh, October baseball, man. October's a great time right now for sports, man. You got football, baseball playoffs, uh, basketball on right now. October is, is, a, is a great month, man. So, shout out to that. Uh, man, as you can see, I'm starting to speed up my talking. That, that means I don't got a lot of time left. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, shout out to y'all still listening. And I will I will definitely clean up the episode next week, man. But, you know, you got to give me some leeway for this past week, man. I've been off. So, I'll get my podcast legs back underneath me. Um, aside from that, man. Uh, peace. Sayonara, Arriva Derche.
Um, deuces. Peace and blessings, man. See you.